Hey everybody, since this is episode 200, we thought it might be fun to share with you some of the moments Larry and I have right before each and every show over the past year. We hope you enjoy it. The reposted what? podcast coming at you. There's a dump th- truck. I say, there's a dump truck. I have to close the window. Hey, you're recording. Three, two, one. I got it. There it is. You ready? Wait a minute. I'm not ready. Ah! Are you off guard? Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Yes. Oh, happy New Year's. Nothing says happy New Year's like Southern Comfort. I don't even know if this is the New Year's anymore. Is it still New Year's holiday? It's still 2021. Okay. That's very good. All year. Uh, I don't know if you know the difference between a friar and a monk. Do you know the difference between a friar and a monk? The friars, the one that wear hats? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. One of my favorite people of all time is a Franciscan friar. A monk is someone from the Catholic Church that goes to the cave to try to live out their religious life. A friar is someone from the Catholic Church who tries to live out their faith in the middle of town. One of my favorite people is a Franciscan friar named Richard Rohr. And he wrote a book called Everything Belongs. And that's our quote today, the title of his book, Everything Belongs. He blew me away with this phrase that starts the book. He says, homelessness has been around from the entirety of human existence. There have been homeless people. That homeless problem, which I sometimes get conflicted about because I live in San Francisco and there's a lot, is never going away. Homelessness will never be eradicated. It will be with us forever. So the deal that he explains is, how do you personally deal with homelessness? Do you feel guilty? Do you do anything about it? How do you run and live your life knowing that homelessness will be ever? The point is that everything belongs in the circle of life that we have. Good, bad, cancer, all of it belongs in some way, shape, or form in our lives. I just had so many different thoughts during you talking just then. The first thing I, I thought of when I read this was like the person you don't like or the person that bugs you the most, they belong and they mm-hmm. they fit into your life in a certain way. But I'm curious what you think about this homeless take. I mean, homelessness is never going away. Class separation is never going away. Um, inherent human biases are never going away. Does that mean we shouldn't we should just accept it. Like if you walk down the street and you see someone panhandling, you're like, well, that's just how life is. I don't think that's what you're saying, but I think that's an interesting thing that like homelessness isn't going away. Everything belongs. We mutually know someone that runs a homeless outreach program in San Francisco. Like, is he wasting his time? I don't think he is, but that's like kind of interesting to where do you draw the line from everything belonging to, I need to do something to change it. Well, I think that was his result. He was living in San Francisco, saw the homeless, thought about it, and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dedicate my life to helping that problem. That's mm-hmm. his solution. So what my my idea is that when you're walking up the street and you see a homeless person, you've thought about it, thought about what you think of it, how you want to help it, if you want to do anything, so that you don't feel guilty when you see that homeless person. His big thing is like um, homeless people need dignity too, and you got to be able to look them in the eye and just say hello. Because yeah. my so my thought is like you, 
with my family is like, we've tried to different ways. Like we give to different ho- homeless organizations at different times. We've carried socks on us. I definitely try to have granola bars in my cars so that when I see a homeless person, I'm not feeling guilty. I've thought about it and I have an issue that I can sort of rectify with it. Oh. Just, yeah, that's just one issue. I really like that idea of you need to, it belongs, so address it. And maybe addressing it is, I don't want to give this person money right yep. now, but at least you've thought about it. Cause I've yep. gone into the the mode of, oh, I just need to ignore it. If I don't make eye contact, I'll, the, the light will turn green in a second, I can drive mm-hmm. away. And that does make a difference. There's a lot of encampments around Los Angeles and Nicole was walking recently. And she did, she did it as a defense mechanism. Like if you feel threatened, you should say hello to someone because they're less likely to attack yeah. you because anyway, she said hello to this guy. Cause he didn't look sketchy, but she's like, I'm going to say hi to him. And she saw a physical change in him. She's like, probably so many people walk past him. And she's like, he's like, Oh, I'm really good. Thank you for asking. And like, they had this moment and it's because she made the choice to engage and it was a defense mechanism, but like humanizing who he was made a difference. Yep. I, I just kind of moving on from this point is that the pandemic belongs like yeah. it came. I feel like a lot of time, like we've instantly like, let's get the vaccine and move on. But what has happened to the world has belongs because by the way, we see it every hundred years. There's a pandemic that comes to the earth. It, it There's a reason for them. Who knows what the reason is, but it has belonged in our life. So what have you done with it? Have you just held your breath until the vaccine came or what happened? I think our lives are moving so fast and people are doing so many different things. I said this probably a handful of times in 2018 and I said it a lot in 2019 is like this system is broken and it's going to need something to fundamentally shake it up to fix it. I don't know if we're going to come out the other side of the pandemic with things being better off um, political systems or just our society being better. But I think this is at least given us the chance to take stock of what's important and how we operate our lives. And so, yeah, I agree that it belongs. My, my theory has always been, you can't have good unless you have bad. Like if everything were good, then it would have no, there would be no meaning or weight to it. And so in life, you have to have good and bad. Like, and so I'm just a kind of a little bit of a confession. I, I'm a little worried of heaven, right? Because heaven is just only good things, like a cycle of endless good. I mean, I, I got to hopefully believe God's got to figure that out. But if you don't have bad, you can't have good. Yeah. Do you think I've never done this before, but if I told you you had 30 seconds to write down the top best days of your life and the top worst days of your life, which one do you think you'd be able to recall more of? Uh, would probably my best would it be like my kid's birth. Uh, Those ones are like very vivid in my head. Those are good. I think I would come up with more bad days. Hmm. I think I have a way to push the good days away. That's another reminder. Like that it belongs to, to feel happy. Like except the thing I'm going to take away from today is no matter what you feel or what you're doing, make a conscious effort to accept how you're going to feel about it rather than ignoring it. I think it's really easy to ignore thoughts and feelings. And just like, if, even if you, even if you think what your thought is, is a terrible thing, like, address it and be like, okay, that's how I feel right now. I'm going to move on. And, uh, but it it comes back to the thing that I've learned about this show, which is I don't care if you're late. Do you know that you're late? I think most people don't even know. So it's the idea of just thinking about who you are and what, what your good and bad things are and just own it and know it. We're in the new year right now. This is 
something I'm wondering. Does your does your wife know that she's late? Has she has she addressed it yet? Well, so we've definitely brought it up a little bit more. And she will her response is someone brought this up in front of her recently. We had a little thing. She says, Hey, I'm always late because I'm getting the kids ready and making sure they have lunch and cleaning the house and doing this all the stuff. Whereas you just walk out the house, you lazy piece of Oh, so she knows she's late though, but that she does know that's an improvement. That's my favorite dynamic in your relationship. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you want to give Larry a new watch, please reach out. Yes. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for Richard Rohr saying thanks for stopping by. <laughs>